Yeah. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it, man. Well, good morning. It is so, so good to be back with you all. For those who don't know me, my name is Daniel, and as Carl said earlier, I used to be the assistant pastor for missions here, and what a joy to be able to worship with you this Advent season. Uh, My heart was so happy when uh, I was communicating with Randy. He invited me to come um, just to be here with you again. I just want to say how much I have missed you and been praying for you. I know it's been a big transition, a lot of changes here, but you have constantly been in my thoughts and prayers, and it is so, so good to see your face today. Well, um, I thought I'd start with just a little update uh, before we dive into where things are at. For those who don't know, uh, my wife and I, who is British and ridiculously attractive, in case she's watching, um, (laughs) moved to England last year about 14 months ago and uh, rather unexpectedly uh, received a call to be uh, a lead pastor at a church there. And it has been a period of adjustment. Uh, It has been a great year. It's been a challenging year. Um, But things are going really well overall. Uh, My wife actually joined our staff team. Uh, Becky joined us uh, as our kids ministry director in October. So that was really unexpected. Uh, The fact that we get to do ministry together has been really fun. And she is doing a fantastic job with that. Our kids, Sam, Amby, and Joe, they're 12, 9, and 8, are doing uh, remarkably well. They've been incredibly resilient and have really handled the changes uh, in stride and are are adjusting to life in England and and school in England. And my oldest son, Sam, has to wear a full suit uh, to school every day. They have their uniforms, uh, which is a bit of an adjustment, but they are doing really well. This was uh, uh, soon after we got to London uh, outside of a park next to Buckingham Palace. Um, But in fact, you know what? I better get a picture for my wife because she's going to be sad she's not here. So if everyone can just wave and say hi... She'll be really happy. There we go. Perfect. Okay, good. I did my part. Um, She does send her greetings. Wishes she could have been here uh, with me. I came over for uh, uh, some meetings uh, on Friday in Arvada and originally planned to go skiing in Steamboat this weekend. And then I thought, you know what, I should, I should reach out to Randy, and he invited me to come. And I would, this is how much I love you, I would much rather see your beautiful faces than be on the slopes with five feet of snow and steamboat. Um, so that's the depth of my love for you. I hope you, I hope you feel that. Um, but again, just a joy to be here. And hey, I know it's been, again, it's been a challenging season. It's been a trying season. But can't we agree that God has been incredibly faithful to this church? It's been so incredible. I've been watching from afar uh, what God is doing here and and the way that he's moving, and there's so much to celebrate. And while there have been challenges for sure, there have been great things happening. How about celebrating 150 years a few weeks ago? Wow. Yeah, I was so bummed to not be here for that celebration, but was thinking of you all and and praying for you all, and and what a gift. Um, And again, just want to thank God for Randy and Carrie uh, stepping in and the work they've done. I don't know where they are, but I think somewhere in here back there. So grateful for you guys and uh, just so thrilled with God's provision. What a job you've had and you've done done incredibly well. Just want to celebrate your faithfulness. And uh, I hear there's a new uh, pastoral nominating committee. Yeah, so someone let me know where to send an application. No, I'm kidding. Uh, But so, so thankful that uh, the PNC is formed and that process is underway, praying that God will bring the the right person, man or woman here to to lead and to to be part of what he's doing in this place. Uh, That's great. And then again, I wish I had time to go on everyone, but Carl, what a rock, this guy. I mean, 
I mean, not, not just here, but in the community. Uh, you know, just Carl, you have been so faithful, uh, so patient, so gracious, and I look up to you so much, man. Just love your humility, your grace, and your steadfastness. I wish I had time to go on about all the staff, uh, but man, what a great team uh, of staff here. What a great team of volunteers. Uh, God has taken care of this church. He has been leading this church faithfully through uh, so many of you who serve, through the leaders he brought here, and I am just thrilled to see how he's working. And I have a sense, have a sense in my heart that the best days are still ahead, that God has been preparing something in this place, and I can't wait to see what he does in and through uh, this body as you reach out to Boulder and beyond with the hope of the gospel. Let me just pray, and then we'll, we'll dive in. Is that okay? Uh, Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for this incredible church. God, I thank you for the privilege of being back. And uh, Lord, just want to rejoice in all that you've done in this place. Lord, from uh, new hires and uh, the changes that have happened, God, the, the direction that things are going, Lord, we know that your hand is on this place. And Lord, I thank you for this church family. God, my extended church family. And Lord, I pray that you would continue to bless uh, the work that you're doing in this place. Lord, I pray that even as we sung in that beautiful hymn earlier, that the rough places would continue to be made smooth. God, that the crooked uh, twists and turns would be made straight. And Lord, that you would do everything that's in your heart uh, in this place. Lord, may every plan you have for Grace Commons Church, may every purpose you have for the city of Boulder and beyond be accomplished because of your great faithfulness in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, well, let me just read our passage for today. If you have your Bibles, uh, we're going to be here in the second week of Advent looking at Matthew chapter 3, and we'll read the first uh, 12 verses together. Um, so excited once again to be able to share God's word with you. Uh, love this passage. So if you have your Bibles, follow along. If not, the words are on the screen here. Matthew 3.1. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locust and wild honey, and people went out to him from Jerusalem and all of Judea and the whole region of the Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. I tell you that out of these stones, God will raise up children for Abraham. The ax is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit 
and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear the threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Once again, praise be to God. This is his word. And Lord, we pray that your word would go deep into our hearts. Lord, we pray that you would stir within us what you want us to take away from this passage today as we prepare our hearts for the true meaning of Advent, as we celebrate your first coming and eagerly anticipate and look forward to your return. Lord, we pray for a fresh word today from your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I just have three short uh, points from this passage I want to tease out um, because three, again, makes it a holy sermon. And so I want to just give you three thoughts. And the first one is just this. I am excited. I feel like as I was preparing, uh, God was really stirring some words for the church in my spirit and my heart. I'm excited to share those with you. And the first thing that stood out to me from this text was just prepare the way. Prepare the way. When John the Baptist came, he came to prepare the way for the Messiah. He came to prepare the way for the Savior. He came in fulfillment of the prophecies in the, the book of Isaiah and was encouraging uh, the people to get ready and to make straight paths for the Lord. And I felt as I was preparing for this, one of the things I felt the Lord just drop in my heart was this, that I felt like he's saying that even as you prepare a way for him in your heart, he wants you to know that he's been preparing a way for you. He's been preparing a way for you. He's been preparing a way for this church, but it's not the way you expect it. It doesn't look like what you anticipated, but he has been doing things in this season, in this transitional period. He has been at work and he has been preparing the ground for what he wants to do in this place. You know, God often prepares us for future ministry effectiveness and the isolation and the desolation of the wilderness, right? The wilderness reveals the direction of our hearts. And you may remember uh, about 18 months ago, we were in a series on the wilderness here. And uh, just that, that God was doing some things in that time. And what I sensed in my heart uh, that the Lord wanted to say to us this morning is that don't miss what God is doing in this moment because it doesn't look like what you expected it to look like. And I don't know if that's specifically for the church or for some individuals in here, but just that sense that don't miss what God is doing in this moment because it doesn't line up with your expectations. We, we read through scripture, right, in Advent as is, is many people were preparing for the Messiah and eagerly looking for the Messiah. So many of the religious leaders of the day missed Jesus because he didn't come the way they expected him to come. They were looking for a, a, a king to come in power and might. And instead, Jesus came lowly in humility and gentleness. And he was doing something that was different than what they expected. And as a result, many people missed it. So I want to encourage your hearts today. Don't miss what God is doing in this season in your life, in this season in the church's life, because it doesn't quite look like what you expect it. God is at work. And as you continue to prepare a way for him in your heart, he is preparing a way for this church to move into the glorious future and the vision and the dreams he has for her. I'm going to go ahead and just amen that myself. That was good. Amen. <laughs> I can see you guys are still really vocal and talkative in church. <laughs> right. it's, it's easy to miss what you're not looking for. It's easy to miss what you're not looking for. 
So in this season, let me encourage you, as part of your preparation for celebrating Christmas, what, what are you looking for? What are you noticing? What are you paying attention to? Are you discouraged because things haven't gone the way you hoped they would? Or are you grateful for the things that God is doing, even if they look different than what you expected? What does it look like for you as you prepare your heart for the meaning of Christmas? And as we prepare the collective heart of this church for what God has for her in the future. God is preparing a way for you. Will you in turn prepare a way for him and yourself? Prepare the way. The second point was just this. Produce fruit. (laughs) Produce fruit. And what kind of fruit? John tells us here, when he speaks to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the the religious leaders of the day, he says, produce fruit in keeping with, anybody remember? Repentance. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. That there's something about how we prepare the way for the Lord in our own hearts, in our lives, in our churches, in our communities, wherever God has us, that is connected to our heart's uh, position of repentance. And the Lord is inviting us to repent. Remember, Paul told us, it is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. It is his kindness. And the Lord wants to be kind with us. He wants us to uh, have clean hearts, pure hearts before him that bear fruit in keeping with repentance. You see, when we live in a lifestyle of humility and repentance... When we are uh, quick to forgive and and slow to become angry, God prepares our hearts for what he wants to do in, in us and through us. God is giving a grace of awareness to the things that are not as they should be. And one of the gentle kind of nudges I felt in my heart, and I'm just going to throw this out there, uh, you know that if you, if you know me, you know I love you enough to tell you the truth, Right? And I want to just share this with you, and it's probably not for you, it's most likely for your neighbor. But, but just in case, right, just in case it's for you, let me encourage you. What I sense the Lord was saying is that there's some, some in this room this morning who need to repent. It may be simply because you, you don't know um, the Lord, and he's calling you to, to put your faith and your trust in him this Christmas you you have all this stuff in your life that's not as it should be, and the Lord wants to be kind to you. He wants to extend his kindness. But the specific thing I felt the Lord stirring in my heart is, is there some that need to repent for the attitude that you've had over the last two years? Now, again, I'm talking to your neighbor. But, but there are some that I think have, have carried some bitterness in their heart. And, and this is not me knowing anything about anyone in this room, but this is something I felt the Lord put on my heart to say there are some that need to exercise some humility and repentance, who need to ask God for forgiveness and may need to ask someone else in this room for forgiveness. And remember, it's, it's not a, con- a heavy thing or condem- a condemning thing. The, the Holy Spirit is gentle with us. And when he convicts us, it is his kindness towards us because he's preparing something in us. So I didn't want to just blow past this moment. If that's you and you feel the Lord just pricking your heart this morning, let me encourage you, Be quick to repent. Are you willing to overlook offenses? Are you willing to deal with uh, discouragement and disappointment? Are you willing to extend grace and kindness to others? 
the fruit that the Lord invites us to produce in our lives isn't a fruit that we produce through our own energy and effort. It's a fruit that comes through what? Through abiding in Christ. It's not us manufacturing the will to do all the right things, but it's us choosing to rest in the Lord, to stay close to Jesus, and to be responsive to what he's doing. And so if that's for you today, and if it's not for you today, it's going to be for you soon, because right, we all need to repent as a lifestyle. It's not a one-off thing. But let me just encourage you gently. I believe one of the things the Lord wants to speak to this body through this text is produce fruit in keeping with repentance. We come before God with a humble, sincere, genuine heart. He cleanses our soul. And he, in that, he's preparing our hearts for what he wants to do in us. We're preparing our souls for what he wants to do in this place. So whether you're in this room or, or you're watching at home, let me encourage you. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Don't feel any need to amen that one, but just internally. Just, just feel it. Just feel it. One, one encouragement there. If you feel like your life is lacking the fruit you want to see, then examine how repentant you've been. Because I think repentance is a gateway that enables us to bear kingdom fruit. That enables us to bear fruit for God and his kingdom. Okay. And the last one is, is maybe the most exciting, and that's receive the power. Y'all know you want to get me up here without talking about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? Receive the power. I love this passage uh, in verse 11. Let me just read this one verse again. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Part of God's preparation in your life, part of what the Lord is wanting to do is we bear fruit in keeping with repentance and our hearts are pure before him. And, and again, not because we earn it or deserve it, but because he is gracious and kind to us as he wants to pour out his Holy Spirit and his fire in this place. I'm convinced that there is a fresh outpouring of the Spirit's power coming to Grace Commons Church that is literally going to, not literally, this is bad, is going to set this place spiritually on fire, not literally on fire, spiritually on fire, right, that's going to be captivating to the community around you. And I believe that what God is going to do in this place is there's a rich history of God's movement in the world through this place, through people that are raised up here, that the fire that he wants to pour out here will not only impact Boulder and beyond, but will go from here to the nations. That there's something God is doing. I believe he is preparing something it's significant in this place that he wants to do, that he wants to pour out his spirit. But in order for us to move with the Lord and do what he wants us to do, we need to make way for him in our hearts. We need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And we need to expect and be willing to receive this outpouring of the Spirit's power. As it says in, uh, in the Old Testament, it's not by might, right, but by the Spirit of the Lord. God's saying, this is something I'm going to do. This is something that's going to come for me. It's not something this body, this church, this community has to manufacture and create. This is something we just have to be open to move with what the Lord does in this place. As he comes and pours out his spirit, as he comes and pours out his power in this place, he is going to start something that is going to be significant. That's why I said I believe that the best days of this church are ahead. But it depends on our, our, our heart posture and our humility to continue to walk with Christ. Okay. 
Now, you're going to find this hard to believe, but I'm closing my message. For those who know me, I will finish on time. It's one of my gifts as a guest speaker. I have to finish on time. So let me just, I want to just share this, this word that I felt like the Lord gave. I was praying. How many of you were here before I left and I shared the, the image of the, the chessboard and the checkers? Anybody remember that? Yeah, the Lord has been reminding me of that, that, you know, I was all caught up in what I thought God was doing and how does this move make sense. But the Lord saying that the word I sensed before I left for, for this church was God said that he is shaking up the, the chess pieces on the board. He's moving things around and he's doing things that are two, three, four steps ahead of where we are. And he's putting things into place that might not initially make sense, but he is setting something up. And I continue to have that sense that the Lord is setting this church up for, for what he wants to do in this place. He's been preparing the way. Um, and as we keep our hearts uh, just humble before him, uh, and I was asking the Lord before I came if there was a, another word he might have for this church, another sense of encouragement. And here's what I felt the Lord said. It was actually I was reading a, a book, uh, which I do occasionally uh, to try to be smart. And Dave, I'm sure you've read, have you read uh, Mark Sayer's new book, uh, Non-Anxious Presence? Yes. We're reading as a staff. Of course you are. Yes. Excellent. The Annex team. Mark Sayers wrote a book called A Non-Anxious Presence, which is, is phenomenal. And as I was reading it, something jumped off that page. And, and this was uh, probably a couple weeks after I learned I was going to have the opportunity to come here and, and share with you. And I immediately felt it was a word from the Lord uh, for this church. And so, um, so I don't put too much of my own thoughts in it. Let me just read what I sense God was saying here. I felt like the Lord was saying to Grace Commons, don't mistake a period of dormancy for death. All right. Don't mistake a period of dormancy for death. And I felt like the Lord was saying that he is activating some seeds that have long laid dormant in this church. That yes, he is doing a new thing, but I also sense in my heart that he is renewing an old thing as well. And that there are some ancient seeds that have been uh, scattered around the foundations of this church from years past that have laid dormant. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying he's about to activate some of those seeds. He's about to bring these seeds to life. And I believe that over the last few years, in particular, God has been preparing the soil as it was in this place. He's been preparing the ground for what he wants to do in this community. And seeds move from dormancy to activation when they're placed in the right soil. And when a seed is placed in the right environment, that environment triggers its growth. And part of what I think the Lord has been doing in preparing a way here for this community, for this church, is preparing the soil so that when the seeds are planted in the soil, it will be the right soil. And that soil, the condition of our hearts, will activate the new thing that God wants to do. That he is planting seeds of renewal in this place that will soon spring forth into new life. And the only thing he requires from us is to tend to our hearts and souls, to make sure that the soil inside us is good, that it's fertile, that it's open, that it's ready, that it's not carrying bitterness and discouragement and disillusionment and despair or any of those things, but that it's ready, it's hopeful. Advent is a season of hope. It's a season of anticipation. So are we hopeful for what God wants to do in this place. And, and this is what got me when I read this, this book was they discovered um, the oldest seed in the world to ever be germinated was discovered in uh, Herod's Palace in Masada back in 2008. They found a 2,000-year-old seed. 
And they prepared the ground and they put this seed in the ground. And this 2,000-year-old seed was activated. And it, it produced this Judean palm tree that you see here. A 2,000-year-old sea has now turned into this. And that just felt like a picture for me for what God was wanting to do. The sense that the Holy Spirit is hovering over some of the scattered seeds that have been sown in this place. And that's not to say that there's been a season of death. Things are great. Like I said, there's so much reason to celebrate. God has been moving powerfully in this place, and I believe he'll continue. But the sense in my heart is the Lord saying, you haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. There's some, some new seeds that I'm activating. There's some, some seeds that have been dormant in this place that I'm, I'm beginning to bring to life. And just the sense to encourage you, keep preparing the soil of your heart. Keep making ready because the church is not a building on this block. The church is the people of God who gather in this place. And the soil where the Holy Spirit is activating these seeds uh, isn't on this ground, but it's in each of our hearts. And so may I encourage you to allow the Lord to continue to lead you and guide you. May I encourage you to not allow yourself to be discouraged about what has and hasn't happened, but to notice what God is doing, to pay attention to how he is moving, and to join him in celebration of what he's doing in this place. And I think there's a, a double prong for this. It's, it's for us personally as individuals and family units, but it's also for this body and this church that the Lord is activating some seeds of renewal in this place. There is already signs of life and growth, but I believe it's going to spring uh, into a fresh harvest for the kingdom of God because of men and women like yourselves who continue to follow Jesus closely. No matter what's happening in your environment around you, you're keeping Christ first. He's the focus of your heart and your adoration. And so as you have this season of Advent, this hopeful anticipation, may I encourage your hearts, carry that same hopeful anticipation in you for what God wants to do in you and for what God wants to do in this place. He is about to do some incredible things. It's already started. New life is already springing up. But we're going to see a massive harvest in this place if we continue to walk with Jesus closely and, and keep our hearts pure, make way for him to move, and he will pour out his spirit in this place, and he will do it. Amen. Amen. So, Father, I pray, God, that you would take this word and sink it into our hearts. May each of us prepare room for you in our hearts this Advent season. And would you stir that sense of hopeful anticipation, God, that you are activating some seeds that have been dormant in our lives for years, some dreams that may have shattered, Lord, some disappointments that we may have carried. Lord, you are, you are activating things that have long been dormant. So, Lord, I pray, God, that you would do it in this place, that you help us, Lord, to continue to prepare our hearts for what it is you want to do in us and through us. Jesus, you are everything. We adore you, we love you, and we ask that you help us to stay close to you. As we finish this transition season well and look into the future, God, would you continue to faithfully guide this beautiful, resilient body of Christ. To you be all the praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.